0: Hey there, welcome back, or welcome. This is session three. We are playing Dungeons & Dragons, 5th edition, solo mode. I am your host, the Dungeon Master, and the player. Like I said, just me playing. And I am playing the Sunless Citadel, which is a adventure from the module book Tales from the Yawning Portal. In the first couple of sessions, we met the player. His name is Dempsey. He's a ranger. Halfling ranger. He's level two. He's with his dog, Dexter. They made it to Oakhurst, and now they are in the Sunken Citadel. They're looking for a magical fruit that could possibly save the governor of Greenest. In addition to that, they are looking for a couple of missing kids. Human kids. So, Dempsey fought his way through some rats, met Meepo, met Eustriel, and now he just recently defeated two animated skeletons. And they kind of got away just, just barely Dexter the dog was injured So that is where we left off last They're looking to make their way towards A couple of stolen guard members Let's, let's start See you there Are you alright there Dex? Oh gosh, um Alright, hang, hang in there buddy I'm gonna take this error out Come on, alright there we go, bud. Oh, I'm gonna stop the stop the bleeding here. Some bandages and here. Here, Dex. I've got uh, here some good berries. I made it's bits of rabbit and fruit. Here you go. Yeah, take seven of these. Uh, Meepo. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you mind heading in there a little further? Out? Let me know if you see any more of the skeletons. I'm almost done here. Okay, Meepo. Meepo here. Check it out. All right, Tex. You're all right. You're all right. All right, buddy. Gather your bearings. You can hang out here for a sec. I'm gonna go see what Meepo's doing. Meepo, I'm coming in. So Dempsey readies his bow, he knocks another arrow, and he enters the room. Dust and odd bits of stony debris and rubble lie scattered on the floor. An ornate fountain is built into the eastern wall, though cracked and stained. The fountain's overarching carving of a diving dragon retains its beauty. A relief carved stone door stands on the western wall. As far as you can tell, you do not see any skeletons standing. No silhouettes in the room, though there is quite a a beautiful fountain on the right side of the room. That is not the first thing that your eyes are drawn to. Roll a perception check. 17 plus 1. So the first thing you notice on the western wall is the body of a dwarf, a dwarf that is now slain. It looks like a, a cleric or a priest, there's a heavy one-handed mace on the ground next to the fallen dwarf and a shield scattered across the room, maybe 10 feet from, from where the dwarf lays now. Meepo is checking out the corpse of the dwarf if you were to look straight ahead there'd be a pathway a ten foot wide wall opening and that would be your exit through the room to your right there's the fountain and to your left that is where the fallen dwarven cleric lays hey Meepo uh, don't touch anything just yet buddy you look back at Dexter who's laying down eating the food the good berries you prepared um shortly after Dexter eats the rest of those berries you'll be back at full health so you can deduct seven good berries from your inventory, if that's how I'm doing it correctly. I'll have to reread the rules, but uh, I thought you could just continue pretty much just like healing. Anyway, all right, uh, don't yeah, don't touch that, Meepo. I'm, I'm gonna take a look at him. Y- you look at the fountain. Point to your right. Oh, uh, fine. Look at the stupid fountain. Ugh. You see any more of the skeletons, you say in your head as you scan the room you make it over to the fallen dwarven cleric. He's got plate armor on, on the outside. He's got mail, mail armor underneath the plate armor. He's still wearing his helmet, but you can see his big bushy red beard underneath the helmet. And his body is pressed up against a big wooden door, which is now com- almost completely smashed from the top end. There's probably like four feet of it still hanging underneath it. It's still on the hinges, at least from the bottom hinges, but on the top hinges. It is no longer standing and inside there's a dark room and if you look at the cleric it doesn't take it doesn't take much inspection to to realize that this dwarf was killed by a trap as you trace up from the dwarf who's impaled by a giant scythe it looks as though it came from the ceiling up above All right, mepo uh, lo- looks like there's a trap here he triggered uh, apparently he try to get in this room without double checking traps and he was uh he's impaled by this giant blade. Oh I'm gonna pe- I'm gonna peek into this room he's in here. So half of his body's hanging into the next room. As you squint you have a hard time seeing further than maybe 10-15 feet in there. You see some what looks like some pillars on the right and pillars on the left of the room. It's like a 20 by 20 room. It's darkly lit, as far as you can tell, and there's no light in there, except for the very end, there's a candle still burning. Oh, jeez Looks like there's still a candle here. Be very quiet. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna inspect this door here maybe in a minute or so. Uh, you look around the room for bones. You see another pile of bones, uh, maybe ten feet from where this cleric is. And then, just inside the room, you see a, another fallen humanoid. However, this one is a, is a goblin. There's actually two dead goblin in the doorway. One 10 feet and one like five feet from the door. Make a, make a nature check. All right, I got 11 there. It looks like the goblins died later. Looks like the dwarf was impaled maybe a month ago, as far as you can tell. And then it looks like these two goblins that are dead Maybe three, four days ago. Hard to tell. But they are definitely later. It looks like this is not all from the same event. And you see some bones scattered about this room. Alright, me Bomb, m- I'm gonna, gonna light myself a torch here. Just pull out a torch out of your bag. There we go. Just against my bad judgment. You toss the torch halfway across the room, it skitters across the the stone it lights up the room, and what you see is five dusty sarcophagi, three to the north and two to the south, stand on end in the silent chamber. Each of the carved stone coffins resembles a noble elf-like humanoid in ceremonial robes. An altar with images of dragons carved into its black obsidian is set in the center of the west wall. A single candle burns brightly on the altar. Next to the candle are a small whistle and a crystal flask. Hmm. Hey, all right, Meeple, come over here for a minute. <sighs> Meeple makes his way over to Resident. Uh, have you been in this room before? Are there any more traps? Not, I've never been in here before. I've been in the room right now, but never in this room. I guess uh, there's a lot of traps. Uh, yeah, I know, there's a lot of traps. You don't... Alright, make a perception check, you're going to look for traps before you enter this room. So you rolled a three. Plus one, four. I don't see any traps here, and I threw my my torch. What do you think, Meepo? I think I can enter in here and, uh, and take a look. It looks like all those sarcophagi right there, all those tombs are already opened. I'm thinking that the cleric got impaled by that scythe, smashed through this door. And that alerted those skeletons, which I think were guarding this altar. And they uh, came out and they, you know, maybe they attacked the rest of the party. It's hard to tell. If, I, I don't know if this dwarf was alone. And then it looks like maybe later, a couple of goblins here came to inspect the... At they were patrolling the hall and they were... They fell victim to those skeletons. Hence the reason there's some more skeleton bones here. One, two, three. I count four skulls here. Not including the the, the dwarf and squall, paired there. Do me a favor, Meepo. Go take a look at that dwarf, and see if he's carrying anything on him. And then when you're done with that, you can check out those goblins, too. I count four sarcophagi, and four skulls. Looks like they were, possibly, elves at one point. Why oh, this can't just you make your way over the little dwarf who's blocking the way. And you, you walk towards the altar, let um, make a stealth check. Alright, looks like that's 18. I mean, you, you quietly move through this. You are a ranger. You have no problem moving something. You are light on your feet. As uh, Meepo digs through the bodies, you check out each sarcophagi, and each one is empty. All five of them are empty. Which is a, is a good thing or a bad thing. Looks like you're not going to be surprised in that room, but possibly four, five skeletons roaming these halls. You kill two. And you see a couple more pile of bones here and there. Two more skulls, so most likely there's just one skeleton left. You know, maybe he's been slain elsewhere. But you make your way over to the altar. Hmm. All right. This is a candle then. On the altar you see the the candle, which is burning. It's giving off no heat, but it's burning. You also see this crystal whistle it's got something written on it in dwarvish but you do not understand dwarvish and then next to the whistle there is a flask you pick up the flask you swish around the the liquid it's red and you put it in your pocket you grab the whistle you flip it around a few times see that it's something and there is written in dwarvish nice whistle interesting just put that in your pocket and you pick up the candle and uh make a perception check on the top of the altar and for the candle natural one interesting so you don't you don't find the rest of the goodies in the altar but um make a make an arcana check on the candle okay thirteen hmm alrighty this looks like it's got some type of spell on it here meepo it's not giving off any any heat. Ye- put this in my pocket actually you pick up your your torch that's still burning on the ground. And you snuff it out with your foot. You pocket that, and you hold the candle in your hand. All right, Meepo, what'd you find? So Meepo's looking through all the stuff on the cleric. He's got a handful of goodies, and now he's fishing out the rest for the goblins. Well, I'm still looking. All right, very well, bud. You climb over the cleric, and you make your way back into the room, and you look at the door where the... Uh, dwarf was slain as you turn around and above the door there's something written and draconic that you didn't notice right away because you were too focused on on the dead dwarf and it reads rebuke the dead open the way as you say that out loud which not very loudly but you did say it out loud it was not in your head The padlock which is holding the the door at least what's left of it in place opens and falls to the ground and the Dwarf and the Scythe continue to kind of slide through along with the door what's left of it, and it slides maybe like, I don't know, a foot or so, more. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? I I just read what was on the wall here. It was in Draconic. <laughs> Apparently the Dwarf didn't speak Draconic. <laughs> well, I opened the door. Looks like that's all I had to do was just read it out loud. Looks like we're safe here. I'm gonna go check on Dex. You walk back, and Dex is walking through the the doorway. He's now at your side. He's looking rather lively. You check his bandages really quick. Everything looks fine. Check out this fountain here, buddy. So you make your way over to the fountain. And a thin layer of scum coats the fountain. At least the fountain basin. But otherwise, it's dry. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, my. Make Make a wisdom. Make a perception check here. Ooh, you got it. So you got 19, you needed a DC-15. Something here, looks like another saying. As you wipe away some of the slime and dust off from the from the base in front. Another thing in your comic. This one's interesting. All right, I'm gonna read it out loud again. Scooch you back your so I don't want you getting. get... Says, uh, let there be fire. Right as you say that. Reddish liquid begins to well from the diving dragon's mouth, slowly accumulating in the basin. The dragon's eyes light up red. The liquid's collected and pools up, all the way up to the brim. Wow. <sighs> Jesus. Meepo, when you're done over that, check this out. Ha. <laughs> Bring one of your vials. Meepo exits the room shortly after. He's got, looks like gold coins, silver coins. Copper pieces, gems, weaponry. Ooh. All right. Do you have lots of stuff? Yes you do. Yes you do, there, you there, He kinda of piles it at your feet Ooh, what Is this? Yeah, um, from your bag, do you have one of, like a glass vial of some sort? And you, you pull out your vial that you took from the altar and you compare the liquids.
1: Um they don't look
0: exactly alike, but you know, similar color. Just slightly off. Maybe in consistency. Yeah, there we go, Meepo. Let me borrow one of those vials. An empty one, please. As you open up one of his vials and you let out a couple centipedes. As they kind of scurry across the floor. Jesus. And you dip it in the liquid and you... And you seal it up with one of the corks. There you go, Meepo. Maybe uh Streele, will know what this is. Or do you know what this is? I'm I can like look here. So, Meepo Rose on 11. Yeah, give me some time. I, I might know what this is. Where at, buddy? All right around, uh, buddy. Alright. I think we spent enough time in this room. Let's, uh. I think we're doing okay here. Um. Let's, let's continue on. Quietly again. You're doing good, Meepo. Continue to lead the way. Take us to your guard members. Alrighty. Oh, actually, wait. Here, let's go through all your goodies here. So, you start sifting through the pile of goods that, that Meepo gathered. Alrighty, Meepo, let's see what you got here. You pull out your flask with water and you start taking a couple swigs before you pass it around to the group. Alright, looks like we got 22 copper pieces, 15 silver pieces, 7 gold pieces. Cool, thank you. Let's put these up, Meepo. Ah, uh, looks like uh, I found a, a fish head And a a dead toad Alright, I should have been more specific A uh, rusty cutlass That actually might be useful Ah, uh, here's that mace From the old cleric It's got good weight to it Here's a silver ring Ooh, I thought that was a silver piece Yeah, it's a silver ring You flip the ring around a few times And you, you notice there's a A marking on the outside Of the silver ring Huh there's a, a half-crescent and a you know, harp inside of it. I believe this is the mark of a, of a harper. A meepo, did this come from the... Does it come from the dwarf there, do you remember? Uh, I don't remember if that was a dwarf or a hmm. I'm assuming, well, it might be from the dwarf. Oh, hold on to this one. This one's actually a little interesting. I wonder if he was with the harpers exploring this area. Either way, if I run into harper's, we'll do our best to return this ring to them. Here's a oh, pouch of tobacco. Ah, here's a pipe. Hmm. Roll a perception check for the pipe here. Alright, 15. This is a puff of smoke, monsters. While smoking this pipe, you can use an action to exhale a puff of smoke that takes the form of a single creature, such as a dragon, a flump or a frog hemoth. The form must be small enough to fit in a one-foot cube, and loses its shape after a few seconds, becoming an ordinary puff of smoke. This is a beautiful pipe. Well done, Meeple. Alright, here, let's gather all these things up. If you have room for some stuff, do so. I'll put some wine. After a minute it goes on, you everything all gathered up, and you return your flask of water back to your bag. Alright, Meeple, shall we? Uh, Still trust your judgment, you've been doing a good job so far. Alrighty, here we go. So you reach a fork in the road. If you were to go straight, there's no doors, but it looks like the hallway stretches for a while. But Meepo takes you left, and he slowly opens the door. and you enter into another room, much like the previous couple rooms you were in. It's just a square room with nothing going on, basically. The empty chamber is home only to rat droppings crumbled flagstone and stains. Make a, an investigation check, or a survival check. Alrighty. 15, so you're able to see more rat tracks and tracks of humanoids. You're thinking this might be the very tracks of those kids you're looking for. But definitely rats and definitely humanoids. All right, Meepo, looks like we're in the, we're in the right area. Meepo um, turns and faces the other the other door in the room the one you did not enter through and he approaches the door make a perception check with disadvantage because you are kind of far away alrighty so you got four so you don't notice anything we'll do one for Meepo just because it might be the most fair way to do it Meepo have one crack at it he is the leader here for the most part He is your guide and he's been in this area before so I'm gonna have him roll you got a natural twenty. Interesting. Meepo points at the door, on top of the door frame. Now that you are at the door, you realize it looks like it's been tampered with. Alrighty, there are definitely goblins behind this wall, and there's a alert system, a little bell over ring if we open this too fast. So we have to be quiet. All right, ready when you are, that, Meepo. Meepo opens the door and make a roll for like, open it quietly. Alright. Twelve. that's the Okay, so you're able to quietly open the door. Now you can kinda of hear the chatter of a couple of goblins. And as you stare all the way down the hall, you see the heads of two goblins. And they are talking with each other, it looks like. The ten foot wide hall is liberally strewn with sharp caltrips. On the northern wall, passage to the room beyond is partially blocked by a roughly mortared three-foot-high wall, complete with crenellations. So you're looking down kind of a long narrow hallway, and on the ground are a bunch of sharp caltrops, look like, almost like, steel spikes, and like ball shape almost, just a series of little spikes here, that make it difficult for you to just kind of run through without getting tripped up and hurting yourself. And as of now, the two goblins that are talking do not know that you are there. Your arrow's already knocked. You look down this hallway and you see the two goblins. They don't notice you, but you know that'll change here in a moment. The goblins are like a tan, olive-colored skin. They are, from, as far as you can tell, you can only see really up from their shoulders up. They appear to be shirtless. And they have long, black, greasy hair tied in the back. Looks like they're using some type of bone. Some decorative pieces of bones in their hair. One of them has some piercings in his ears. Both of them seem to be holding weapons. Looks like um, one's holding a short bow and the other's holding a crossbow. There are different arrows and bolts kind of on the little ledge besides them. And with that, I've already rolled initiative. But you get to go first because they do not notice you. And you rolled first anyway. You rolled the highest. So it'll go Dempsey, Meepo, and the goblins went over there. Right, yeah. You're not even going to say anything to be because you don't want to risk giving it away. But you're going to attempt to hit one of the goblins. And they each get a plus two to their AC because they are partially blocked. They're partially under cover. Actually, I'm going to use Hunter's Mark with my spell. All right, Hunter's Mark is you choose a creature you can see within range and, and mystically mark it as your quarry. Till the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 of damage to the target whenever you hit it. And then you can continue to move that from target to target. You really are kinda of nervous. You only have one shot before these things probably take off. Oh nice. So you got a eighteen plus seven. You had a twenty-five, so that'll hit. Let's see what these goblins have for their AC. They have fifteen plus two, so each of them have an AC of seventeen. Alright, so they'll roll for damage. So nine, let's six, two, so you rolled an eleven. So Draw back to your mouth. The bow, string is brought right to the edge of your mouth, and it flies, whack, right in the head of the goblin with the piercings. Then he slumps over the, over the three-foot ledge. He's leaning down towards you now. The other goblin shrieks and turns and faces you. And as that moment, Meepo takes his turn. So Meepo is going to use his. Ranged weapon is sling. So he has a plus four to hit. Loads of rock up in his sling. He's way off. He's off by like 12 feet. The rock just bounces off both the walls and doesn't even make it over the ledge. And with that, the goblin takes his turn. His crossbow is already loaded and ready, and he fires at Dempsey which will hit 18 plus four, 22. So he's gonna do a one D6 plus two. There we go, got a D6, three plus, all right, so five. So the goblin slams his crossbow on top of the ledge he was using and comes screaming across the hall and boom, right into the leather chest piece of Dempsey just the bolt Uh, stuck in there. And the um, goblin is going to use the rest of his movement, and he is going to run. He's going to run. He's got 30 feet to run. So he's running, and he's, and he's yelling something in goblin. And you turn to face Meepo, and you face Dex. Well, that ain't good. Uh, all right, people Let's go get him. And so you you make your way through the caltrops in fear that you are running into a trap or an ambush, but you really have no other option. You don't want to have that goblin alert. 50 some goblin, and then I'm having to fight an entire tribe here in moments. So, you, Meepo, and Dex attempt to make your way through the caltrips. So, you, Meepo, and your dog make your way through the caltrips, and you are going to make your way with half movement speed in order to avoid taking damage. A creature moving through the area at half speed doesn't need to make the saving throw. So, it is going to take you, take you and the group, two turns total. And you hear the yells of the goblin as you slowly make your way through the Keltrips. And you reach that mortared wall where the dead goblin lay. You pluck your arrow out from the head of the goblin you just slain. You help your dog over the over the three-foot wall. Meepo climbs over it, not very gracefully, but Meepo kind of goes head first and falls off it, almost sliding down and splats on his butt. All right, Meepo's on the other edge, your dog's on their edge, and then you climb over the three-foot ledge, which is as tall as you are. Uh, make a... let's make a roll here. All right, so with with the help of Meepo, he kind of grabs your hand, and you're able to... Uh, uh, uh. So you're now on the other side of the wall where those two goblins were discussing something. And as you look around, there's a fireplace, there's some pelts on the ground. This, is, this looks like a little small little living quarters, almost. This a guard... guard post. The filth on the floor, stains on the walls, shabby hides, and fire pit attest to the years of use this room has seen at the hands of creatures unconcerned with hygiene. On the eastern side of the southern wall is a crudely mortared half-wall, which you just climbed, complete with crenellations. So there's a door that's open immediately to your left when you jump over this wall, which you're now at. And that is where that goblin went running down. Now you hear the noise and clanging of weapons and the yells which kinda echo throughout this stone, stone covered room. Alright. You knock another arrow, your dog starts to growl. Meepo prepares his sling, and you move your way through this narrow little hallway. As you reach the end of the hall, which only takes a moment, you still hear the yells, which are actually now starting to grow quiet. And as you walk up on the room, you have you have some cover here. You have some cover to your right as you kind of face this opening of the room. Dozens of blunted and broken arrows lie on the cracked cobblestone floor, and a few protrude from three crudely sewn human-sized targets hung the center of the south wall. The northern third of the room is separated from the south by a crudely mortared and crenelated half wall, so another half wall. A permanent camp of sorts lie north of the wall, complete with a fire ring and several small iron cookpots and behind that little wall as you kind of duck your head through and it looks like they haven't quite seen you just yet behind that half wall is the one goblin that ran away accompanied with three other goblin so there's four goblin behind this wall and they are bracing themselves for the inevitable combat you duck your head back so make a roll to see if they saw you Alright, so they didn't see you. You got a 15 because they're they are they're just too busy. They're too amped up on, on loading their weapons and, and getting ready to shoot. The first thing they see, they're almost almost kind of staring too closely at the the practice targets because that's probably where they imagine they're going to see you first. They didn't expect you to have your your head so close to the wall. Alright, Meepo. There's four. Four Goblin. Um, Dex, you're going to have to kind of hang back here. You're going to be an easy target. What do you say here, Meepo? I'm going to make a crack at it. What about all your inventions here? Do you think there's something you can throw over that ledge? Alright, so we're going to go back to the top of the round, which is Dexter's or Dempsey's turn. He's going to use Hunter's Mark. He's going to jump off from the, the wall, and he's going to aim at the, the goblin that ran away, it looks like, as far as you can tell. There's one goblin that took off, and he thinks he's got him locked on his sight use your longbow which is a 13 and they all have that plus two so he's going to miss he's gonna clean can't he jumps back from the wall uses the rest of his movement and returns fire and he's not sure if it hit it's hard to tell that being said Meepo turns the corner he does the same thing this time he throws a um, pot or a vial glass little vial of acid he- Aims in the middle of the pack and he picks out one goblin and he chucks out a vial. So it's going to be plus four to hit. Ooh, it would have hit. It's a 12 plus four is a 16, but those goblins with the partial cover have 17. So boom. It hits the, the wall, the little three foot ledge that they're covered behind, and the acid scatters across the room. It doesn't make contact. Not enough to injure anyone, and he returns. So now it is Goblin 2's turn, which is the Goblin that ran away. So Goblin number 2 is going to jump off the ledge, and he is making his way. He's feeling rather brave now that he's with the group, and he's going to attempt to shoot. So he can see just a little piece of Dempsey here. He's too afraid to run much further. And that is a 19, so he will hit, 1d6, 2, 3, 4, so 4, so minus 4 to Dempsey, so he draws his bow back and, whack, hits Dempsey again with the with the arrow. And this one gets stuck in his arm, and the goblin attempts to run back, but he's not going to quite make it all the way back. And that will bring us to goblin number three's turn Who is going to jump the ledge and he's going to keep his crossbow ready And the uh, same with goblin number 4 He's going to jump the ledge And goblin number five's turn now Goblin number 5 is going to make his way down He's going to attempt to take a crack at, at Meepo He's going to do the same thing that the goblin that attacked did He's going to run to the wall He's got his weapon ready, and he lets a rip towards a little, little Meepo. And that'll miss. He shoots his crossbow bolt, <coughs> cracks in the wall, and he runs back towards the wall. So now there is just one goblin that is covered by the wall. The rest, three other ones, are kind of right in front of the wall, and they're ready themselves for an attack. All right, so this brings us to the back of the top of the round. Dempsey is going to pull out a potion of healing the only one he has and he's going to drink it. So he pulls the cork out drinks the red liquid and it is 2d4 plus 2. 6, 8. Alright so Dempsey already had some damage prior to going into this so this will help. 8 points Alright so he's about 70% health now. That will, I will take his turn. Now it is Meepo's turn so is going to is going to run off the edge again, and he's going to attempt to use his sling, and he's going to let it rip with his sling here. Attempt to hit it. Oh, natural 20, plus 4, we needed that. So he's going to make a crack at Goblin number 2, which is the one that initially ran and alerted everyone. So let's see what the damage is for that. Sling is 1d4 plus 2. So I'm going to roll the D4 twice. 4. 4 and 1. 5 plus 2. 7. That is just enough. Meepo saving the day. So Meepo runs around the corner. Loads his sling up. And he lets a rip with all his might. And that little rock is flying across the room and clunks. Right in the temple. Hits the goblin. He screams and shouts. And he disappears. He falls on the ground. Slump. And his bow lands on top of him, and the arrow rolls off the string. And Meepo jumps back. I got one. Wait, way to go, Meepo. All right, Dex. It's, it's up to you if you want to. And Dex takes off like a rocket, and he turns the corner, sliding. And he makes a diving leap towards Goblin number three, who is not over the ledge. And he attempts to bite him. So, that'll be it. 18, natural 18, 21, hit, so 1d6 plus 1, bites, so 3, 4, Dex, the Mastiff, jumps, leaps, right on the midsection of Goblin number 3, and takes away more than half his health, and there Demps, our Dex, the dog, will wait, he has no movement left. And that will take us to goblin number two, who's dead. So, goblin number three, who's currently being attacked by Dexter the dog, is going to pull out his scimitar and he's going to make a swing at the dog, which will hit. So, roll an attack. 96 plus two. So, four. So, the dog takes four damage as the blade swings down. And he nails the dog. That will take us to the next the next goblin, who's right alongside the goblin that's being attacked. And he's going to do the same thing. So goblin number 4 is going to swing down towards the dog, which is what we were afraid of. Alright, so that will miss. Actually will it? 9 plus 4 is 13. What does the dog have? Nope, that will hit. So, roll a d6. 2. 4. So whack! The dog takes four more points of damage. <laughs> so the dog's looking rather weak here. Which is kind of what we were thinking. The dog doesn't normally have much health to begin with. And that's why we gave it more. So, 12 points of health total is not a lot. And that takes us to Goblin number five, who is behind the wall. And he makes a he makes a shot towards the wall where Meepo and Dexter are hiding. And it's just more of an intimidation shot. There's no real... Angle there. He shoots his bow or his crossbow and it clanks off the wall and skittering down the hall. Just enough to kind of give some suppressive fire. And that will take us back to the top of the round. Alright, Dempsey's going to jump out from, from his cover. He's going to use his hunter's mark and he's going to let her rip at goblin number three who was already weak. Hang in there, Dex. Another 12. That's a what? 19. That will hit. Roll a d8, plus three, five points, plus the... Already, that's enough to do it. So, the long bow and the arrow coming from the bow goes screaming across the hall once more and nails goblin number three, right in the throat. <laughs> and he slumps over the dog who's biting at his midsection and is now laying on the ground, getting torn to pieces by the dog and Dempsey's going to use the rest of his movement, and he's going to make it to melee range with Goblin number 4, in hopes that he will become the target. And that will take us to Meepo. Meepo's going to take a crack with his sling, and he's going to attempt to hit Goblin number 4, who is not covered. And he has advantage, because he has friends within range. It's 15, that already hits 19. Pff, yeah. Easy. Whack! He lets his sling go, and that is definitely a hit. Let's see what the damage is here. It's D4 plus two bludgeoning damage. One, so three. Whack. He hits goblin number four. Now it's three points of damage. And he hits him right in the neck. Boom. And the goblin number four kind of sidesteps a little bit. He's all of a sudden feeling the pressure. And that will take us to Dex to Dex and Dex will make a a quick pivot and attempt to attack Goblin number four who's already taken some points of damage here and he will miss he will start grabbing onto the to the boots of the Goblin but is unable to do any damage he's tugging at him and that will take us to Goblin number four who's being right now being surrounded it's an attempt to hit Dempsey has a two, as a natural two. Let's see what kind of extra little abilities they have. They have Nimble Escape, but they don't have anything else. Mm. So, that is good. He is going to use Nimble Escape, which is the disengage, and he's going to disengage from the dog, and he's going to attempt to jump over that ledge. However, okay, so it doesn't provoke opportunity attack. So, yep, he does disengage and he jumps over the ledge. And he is now out of melee range, and that will take us to goblin number five. So, oof, jumps over the ledge. Goblin number five grabs his crossbow and he attempts to shoot at Dempsey from just point blank, basically 10 feet out. He attempts to hit him with his bow, and he will miss five. He's just just too close, there's just so much going on. As his partner's climbing over the ledge, kind of gets nudged with one of the feet, and kind of moves the bow just up slightly, and it goes over Dempsey's head and smashes and disintegrates into the wall and you think they'd be better they've got a practice range here they're basically living on a practice range yet they cannot seem to hit anything so that'll take us back to Dempsey who slides over hunter's mark and attempts to hit goblin number four here we go baby natural 20 so yes that'll hit and I'd be very surprised if he doesn't kill he's only got four points of health left so 18 points to 6. Alright. So, yeah, that's 22 points of damage after all is said and done. So, yes, that's great. So, he loads up his bow and just 10 feet out, right on the money, right through the forehead, and it goes right into the skull and out the back, and just splatters blood all across the room they're in as that goblin falls behind the wall and disappears completely. And that will take us to Meepo and attempt to hit once more with a sling. Does not have advantage this time because his partners are not within range. Natural 1, um, yeah that sling, the rock has absolutely no business. It is nowhere near close. Just hits the wall. <laughs> Actually hits the ground like 10 feet in front of him and bounces around. Ugh, dangled. Meepo runs forward to the group. Doesn't want to be left behind. So he's right in the middle. that'll take us to Dex. He's going to jump over the ledge which will take up half his movement and he's going to attempt to bite number five and he will miss. He spent all his effort, he's an old dog, spent all of his energy jumping off the ledge and is unable to get a hold of the goblin. So that will take us back to goblin number five who is going to attempt to run out the back door So there are two doors in this room that he is in, or this ledge area that he's in. There is one to the left and one to the right. And he is going to run to the one that is facing west. So he opens up the door and starts running, 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 running. So he's now halfway inside that door. um, And that will take us to the top of the round again. So you jump over the ledge, you make it another five feet or so, and you're in the doorway where the, the goblin is sprinting through and it looks like it's just a a storage room of some sorts. Got crates on the left and crates on the right and he's making a a beeline right towards the other exit and you attempt to hit him with your bow. So that will hit, it is a 19, so 12 plus seven, 19. And you've got your Hunter's Mark, so that's four points of damage. And then we'll add the plus six here, which is a six, easily done. So whack, right through the back and the goblin topples over, does a somersault over his head over, heels and rolls on the ground, and there he lays dead. And that will end combat. Five goblins slain. Good work. So there the dead goblin lays in this empty stored room, a goblin pantry. The north and south walls of this chamber are stacked halfway to the ceiling, with ill-made barrels, boxes, and crates. A clearer path allows easy access between the west and east doors. So a quick glance you can tell it's just crates and boxes of water, wine, and food. Um, judging by the smell and just kind of everything's thrown in there. Doesn't look like it's of high quality, um, but you're not super focused on that. You just want to make sure that the coast is clear. So it does not look like he rang any bells in here. So you return to your group, you see Dexter on your side of the wall. He's nuzzling one of the dead goblin and you look past the little three-foot ledge and you see Meepo who's fiddling with a door so you were previously like the room that Meepo's in right now is the practice range and in the practice range there's another doorway leading west which is just south of where you are so you're looking at Meepo and he's attempting to get into another door hey Meepo one second don't don't open that just yet you jump the ledge and you, you make your way and there you hear... Make a perception check. Alright, so you hear... You hear some commotion going on inside. This is where they are. This is where the guard members are. We gotta open this door. It's locked. Ooh. And he's starting to get kind of upset and mad. He's not not doing this very carefully at all. Alright, wait. All right. One, one minute, people. Let me just listen here a little closer. <whistles> Dex. Dex hops the wall and makes his way to you. What do you hear inside that boy? And he attempts to make a listen here with advantage. So, 12. Um, I mean, he starts nuzzling the door. I mean, he definitely hears something in there, but he would have no way of telling you kind of what is in there. And you listen as well, and you can definitely hear, looks like some, some yelps. Um, you don't hear any goblin, but you definitely hear something. You're not you're not quite sure. And if, if Meepo's saying that you know, his guard members are in there, I mean, he seems to know this area pretty well. He's He's able to detect some of the traps, so you trust him. Alright there, Meepo. Let's uh let's try to get this door open here. I don't have any tools with me. Hmm. Hang tight here, Meepo. Let's think about this the right way. You look around the room, the practice range, and you grab a spear which is on the ground. Alright, Meepo, I'm gonna try to open this with a spear maybe. So you wedge the spear right in the in the door frame. Right, where the, right underneath the lock, a couple inches below the lock, where the deadbolt would be. Alright Meepo, I need your help here. Let's just try to f- force this thing. Maybe we can pry it open. Meepo grabs a hold. And you grab it too. So roll a strength check with advantage. Ten. 17. I think you have a minus 1. Hmm. Let's see what your strength is. Yeah. Da, you are just one short. You have plus 2. You're 19. You needed a 20 to open it so the, the lock is starting to wiggle and, and vibrate and shake and you can see there's a gap between the door and the lock and, it's, and a minute goes on and you just can't quite seem to get past it but you're, you're causing some damage there's definitely some, some loosening and some gap work between the door and just enough so you'll have advantage on your next attempt if you were to, to try to open it another way can't quite see I really don't want to set it on fire. In there you start to hear more voices and they're starting to to mumble. Hey, one minute. I'm gonna check these goblin, they might have keys. You're welcome to keep trying. So you start screwing around and you, you check all the, you run back to the original goblin that you shot in the head and you start looking through all these goblin. You have five corpses to look through. So I'll say it takes you about 10 minutes or so to look and just roll an investigation. 16 plus 1. 17. So that is enough. 10 minutes goes by. And on the 5th goblin that you check, you do find a ring. A ring of keys. Duh! Oh, I got him. There's a handful of keys right here. So you just you start thumbing through the keys. And you try 1, nope, 2, nope, 3, nope. So on, and you get to the last key. Got it. And you... You let Meepo open the door, and he doesn't open this one very stealthily. He just kind of swings it open. And what you see is squalor reigns in this low-ceiling room. A large iron spike is driven into the floor near the door, and a small iron cage is set farther back. Several sets of corroded manacles are connected to the walls, and some still bind a few crumbling skeletons. You see three kobolds all chained to the walls. And in that cage, you see a humanoid. That humanoid makes eye contact with you and says something. But he doesn't say just anything. He's looking right at you, Dempsey, and he says your name. He says, Is that you, Dempsey? And with that, we will end session three. Good session, everyone. We had a decent amount of combat that time we got some good work in got some loot eventually got the keys got this room open and we're halfway done with those couple of tasks that use gave us so i think overall it was a pretty good session we'll pick up session four next time all right adios